Greetings, fellow Wordlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave, seeking the truth and exposing the lies. I'm your host, Dave Smith. All right, let's get into it. You know, the, the day-to-day, like what are some challenges that you face uh, that society throws at you and how can how can society do better, you know? Like, once again, I'm open to, like, almost, like, any question. I'm I'm just kind of here to give two cents that just, I don't know. Well, that's awesome. You heard it live here, folks. If anybody has a question, make, make it very, make it a respectful question. But if anybody has a question, um, shoot your best shot. Looks like we got a message right here from Sky. Hey, Seth, so um, when you talk about your, um, when you were younger in your adolescence and the anger you felt because you couldn't, um, you know, do certain things and you you felt you were treated um, in a way that wasn't, um, in a way that you felt you were getting your needs met, Um what would you say would happen do you think if you you got your needs met your needs met by not being so strictly aligned with a gender oh you can't do this because you you aren't a boy or you can't do this because you aren't a girl kind of thing if that makes sense i hope i'm explaining that in a clear way I'm, i tried <laughs> Okay, so I feel like inherently um, the gender roles that we kind of place on just children, like just from birth, just they they have a lot of harmful effects to them. Um, I, if in that point in time, I was allowed to express myself just in those basic ways of just wearing the clothes that I wanted to wear, just getting my hair how I wanted my hair to look, or just, 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 you know, just doing normal kid things in the way that just a kid could just do. I would have been an infinitely happier child because I would have been able to express myself and just kind of do the harmless kid things that kids should be able to do. I feel like having these sort of strict rules that we place on kids of just like, you can't wear that, you're like a girl or a boy, et cetera, et cetera, is harmful and it forces like both little boys and girls into these categories. And from there, there's a lot of like other effects that just are harmful as we grow up and come into adults even outside of talking about trans issues when it comes to women's rights and male vulnerability we see how a lot of these gender roles that we place on kids have very harmful effects like as we grow i feel like in general we just need to stop putting a lot of emphasis on male and female categories for kids but more so just allow 
for more gender neutral options so children can learn and grow and develop just in a healthier manner. I agree. I agree. Learn, grow, and develop as healthy humans without such emphasis. Um, I can't stand the idea of the gender reveal party for children, like for when people are pregnant. It puts so much emphasis on that. Um, it just seems really weird to me. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be another thing, like a gender reveal party for somebody who who has claimed their gender identity, but for parents to celebrate it, it you know, it, for an unborn child just seems really weird. I'm, and I'm more indifferent about the gender reveal thing. I, I think that's just like a fun traditional thing that people have just kind of done. Um, I feel like it's a little ridiculous when people burn down a forest over it, but it, it's... <laughs> uh, I don't think that there are, I don't think that everything that is gendered is inherently bad. I just think that there are certain behaviors and things like when you are literally barring someone from doing something because, oh, that's like a boy thing or that's like a girl thing. I think that's when it becomes harmful. Well, that brings up an interesting point. What is your opinion on say trans women competing in women's sports okay so this is super super nuanced because it's not just a black and white issue of just like it's it's not it's not a black and white issue because it really depends on if the woman in question has transitioned like at at least at least like on a hormonal level any other physical surgeries, they don't matter to this conversation. What we're focusing on is hormones. The reason why we're focusing on hormones is because there are a lot of changes that your body goes through when it comes to this. I know this because when I started my hormonal treatment, I gained like over twice the muscle mass that I had. And I also know from experience from like other like trans women that I've known that when you take estrogen and when you transition to a woman, that muscle mass is gone. It it genu it, it just it disappears. And it is insane how much it does. I feel like if your hormone levels are balanced into a place to where you have the same estrogen levels and testosterone levels of a cisgender woman, you're completely fine. Because at that point, your body is physically, like, at least muscle mass-wise, is physically and just, it is the same as a cis woman. If it is a trans woman who has not undergone hormonal therapy, there is a there is an advantage there. Yeah, um, I think that's a it's good very point. Interesting I, in the yeah. last Olympics, there were cis women who were being barred from competing because their testosterone levels were too high. They weren't trans. They just had higher testosterone levels. Wow. And that kept them from competing because they had an unfair, like, advantage. It, at the end of the day, it 
it really just matters on just hormone balances and the muscle mass like ratio. Well said. That makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective. Absolutely. Got one more message here. Is it stay true? God knows. Hey, I'm just wondering what makes someone trans? Like, at what point does one become that? It's more of a a statement than a question. It's, It's more of a, like, if we if we keep evolving and keep developing as people in this lifetime then you know we can be trans at any point really and then we can be like trans is transitioned or transitioning you know it's kind of that's the kind of question i guess i'm trying to pose it's like when we get to the point of accepting people for who they are, then I don't think it will really matter what words we use. Well, so I think um, so this just to reiterate, I think I think oh, go, he go. missed the. I just wanted to reiterate because I think he missed the part where you were saying it's really not about the body, and it's more about how you feel. And and societal inclusion and the way that you're treated because of how people view you and, right. and that not being in alignment with how you feel and how you view yourself. Um, sure. So I just wanted to kind of reiterate that and, and you can take that wherever you want, but I didn't feel like you had to go ahead and explain yourself all over again. Well, I can't oh, yeah. one thing about, uh, about the, the, the semantics of you, utilizing the word. Right now, society is categorizing people into certain areas, and right now, what we're doing is working with how do we best improve what we're doing, because we can't necessarily control Fox News right now. What we can do is control things, or, or work toward a positive control uh, of how people are treated. That's what I say. Yeah, I'm not a Fox News fan, but uh, CNN, or as I refer to it, the CIA News Network, they're not, they're no better. Yeah. I personally get a lot of my news from like other like foreign countries just because they tend to have a lot of I, I don't want to say they're not biased, but a lot less propagated, I guess. They're they they kinda they're a lot more cut and dry with like how they give things as in as with American news, it it's very it, it's very showy. I Absolutely, uh-huh. Sorry if I'm I agree. Not my idea across, but um, U.S. news is um, it has a lot of propaganda, and also it's there. It's engineered to like be super eye catchy, and because of that, it has led us to having a lot of a outrage news type of problem. I agree. And it's always U.S. centric where that's what I like about other exterior external uh, sources is that it's not U.S. centric. So you can get a global perspective, perhaps, or or the perspective of how other people view us here in the U.S. instead of America. But yeah, all all the time, you know. Well, and that's a good point, because, you know, there was a time when the news was about the news. 
but we lost a long time ago, back when it became more about advertisers and the 15-second transition that, that psychologically we, we were driven toward. And so uh, well, I think that's a good point. Yeah, and with the 24-hour news cycle, you have to create content. So there has to be stories constantly, and news doesn't work like that. There's, you know, I mean, yeah. you, you can just see, you know, that really, the Chinese Chinese balloon, really, really, they need to fill airtime. Look, I sent it that balloon. It was just from a birthday party, and they really got it. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> The thing is, is like you know, like I, if, if, if that's a great point, Seth, uh, because um, yeah, those other news networks, like it's like it's you know, you get boom news, and it's like very dry, uh, and some people are like, oh, this is boring. Well, no, well, yeah, it is boring. It is, but it's also like it's good that it's boring. Like I don't need stimuli. I, my cell phone's gonna go off seventeen times while I'm watching. I can take that stimuli. So yeah. Yeah, and if you look at how our news has de evolved or devolved, you know, there's no more, like, you can see under the desk now, so you can see the female newscaster's legs, you know, it's it's become so superficial, and, yeah, and just, yeah, vanity-based and superficial, and a lot of hype and sensationalism. Um, there, there was this act passed under the Obama administration in 2013 called the Smith-Munt Modernization Act. And what that did is it reversed an act that was the Smith-Munt Act originally prohibited the, um, the CIA from propagandizing U.S. citizens the way it was propagandizing the rest of the world. But the Smith-Munt Modernization Act sounds great, sounds like it's modernizing it. No, but it it removed those safeguards and allowed the CIA to propagandize us as it does the rest of the world. So they spend a million dollars a week of our taxpayer dollars propagandizing us through the news. They write, they edit story, news stories, and they even write news stories to give to the news outlets. They edit um, and contribute to movie scripts. To propagandize people through movies, radio, television, news, um, newspapers, every media outlet. So that was a really good point that you brought up how propagandized we are. We are the most propagandized nation in the world by far, and most people have no clue. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I guess my question would be like, so, you know, bring this full circle. You know, you watch the other news outlets, stuff, but I imagine like you catch, uh, you know, the, you know the the random ones every now and then. Um, uh, how, you know, and hearing about the CIA, you know, propagandizing, uh, you know, one million dollars a day, all these things. Um, uh, comparatively, how often would you see trans issues in other news outlets, uh, sensationalized or demonized or whatever, like you would possibly if you caught it on ours? Um. Actually, it's funny you mention that because as of right now, there is an issue going down between Scotland and the UK about trans issues. Um, it, it is Scotland is trying to pass a law that will allow um, trans people to they're, they're just essentially taking away a lot of steps that would make it easier for them to change their birth marker on their certificate and IDs. And this is something that went through 
like a while ago, but it was just finally going to kind of be put in place. And a lot of anti-trans organizations in England heavily pushed back on this to the point to where England is now using a move that they have not used in 50 years to bar them from putting this law in place to make it easier for people to just get their ID, like gender marker changed. Wow. Um, it is, it, it happens every so often where like other news outlets, like from like Europe or just any other like country will have like the same sort of propaganda as the U.S., but the United States has a very specific problem with it, so it's really hard to get uh, something of that level any in any other country, and more often than not, when there is that sort of news propaganda, it's from private organizations. Mm. Well put. Thank yeah, we, yeah, that's one regard in which we are a very special country, the level at which we're propagandized at and our military <laughs> budget. I mean, the reason for that is because we have far more private like news companies, and a lot of these news companies have a lot of very, very rich backers. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at the people who invest into Fox News and the Daily Wire. There are a lot of oil tycoons. So, of course, right, like, right. When, yeah. when your biggest supporter is are these billionaires, you're going to form your news to be a certain type of way to appease shareholders. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, listeners, it's, it's, listeners, yeah. ask, feel free to, uh, to ask Seth a question. Seth has been very forthcoming and generous with his time and very open. I appreciate that. I think I'd like to... Uh, to wrap it up in the next couple few minutes, so maybe we can take some more messages, and then, and then Seth, you could give any kind of like closing statement that you would like to send out into the world. Mm -hmm. All right, I've got two messages here from Sky and other people. Feel free to leave a message. Do it now or forever hold your p's and q's. Sky, I love that you said that, Seth, because I have two nieces that I'm very involved um i'm very very closely involved in their lives and um my oldest niece is uh nearly four and she loves all kinds of things in life and i notice that sometimes my older sister will make little statements like um and i can tell that it's not intentionally you know, intentional, but it's just like a conditioned response, like, oh, you, oh, you don't want to do that, that's, that's for boys, or, you know, that, that's a boy, that's a boy toy, like, 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 that car is, that's a race car, those are for boys, you know, stuff like that, when it comes to, like, even toys, so I always try to, like, mention to her, like, hey, like, oh, and part B coming back. Coming with part B right here, Sky. I always try to mention to my sister to, to kind of uh, maybe look out for that because, um, you know, I, I think those things, little they might seem small and minute and um, not 
and simply harm harmless but i think that they that little things like that are very um influential um especially on a child you know so if my niece sees a grace car in the store and she's like cool you know look at look i like this blue color i'm like yeah dude that's awesome like you like you know do you like it is that the color you want yeah okay cool you know it's just you know it's just like why it's just very interesting how as a society we do that though with and it is very harmful Well, Dave, thank, thanks for having me, man. I, I, I think, you know, I'm just glad to be a part of the panel. Uh, uh, Seth, thanks for you know, coming up part of, Dave's, uh, part of Dave's podcast. You know, another thing with Dave. Um, I was lucky to be a part of it. Thanks for uh, everybody listening to me uh, blab enough. Um, really happy to be here. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Appreciate no, you I'm, being uh, here. I'm very happy that I was able to be a part of this, too. It's um, It, it has been the first time in, I want to say, like a few years that I've spoken up about um, these types of issues, and I'm very happy that it was very constructive. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I like to keep things that way, and um, I don't, I don't see any point in having a non-constructive conversation, right? And I think it's, especially in an issue as sensitive as this, I think it's very, very important um, to maintain a safe space. Um, and and some you know respect and dignity. Um, I think that's imperative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I great, greatly appreciate you for taking the time and being so oh, yeah. open with us. Um, anything you'd like to to uh, to throw out to close with, sir? Um, don't believe the weird like titles on articles about trans kids being mutilated or whatever uh try to find better sources and try to talk to real trans people and ask for their experiences because more often than not like we're just people like they're they're just kind of average people that are doing things and another thing to keep note is for every trans adult that adult used to be a child (laughs) Ooh, like we're like trans children it doesn't like it it just kind of it's just like a thing it's not something that is manufactured or invented by any sort of person with an agenda um intersex people and trans people alike like we're just individuals that are just trying our best to live comfortably in society so just uh, i don't know be be nice to trans people, I guess. That reminds me of one of my favorite songs by Depeche Mode. People are people, so why should it be? You and I should get along so awfully. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. With that, Professor, what do you got? What do you got to close with, my friend? Yeah, I think it's really important to look at at, at how we came into this conversation. Right, we had this news article. We gave our piece. I think it's important to look at how it evolved. I think it's important to look at how how wonderful the conversation was and how important it is to listen to different different parts 
of, uh, of not opinion, but data, because Seth is really good about providing data. Um, uh, uh, I, I just think it's important that everyone was constructive or anything like that. Um, I am a big advocate of, uh, of constructive conversations. And when I say that, I mean data-driven conversations. That's, that's what this is for. So, you know, as far as, you know, anyone's opinion about the matter, well, uh, that's fantastic. But we were talking about real life. Uh, we were speaking openly, honestly, constructively, and positively. And look at how much was done. Look at how much was accomplished. You know, that's important. Um, when you allow people to speak, look at how much is offered. Um, uh, and when you shut up and listen, Look at how much you can listen to. Um, I am so happy that, that Cecil's here. Um, you know, uh, uh, I mean, what a great opportunity. So I, I, I'm just a big advocate of, of this type of conversation. I think more of these should be occurring on, on not only stereo, but different podcasts. So one, um, uh, Seth, thank you. Dave, thank you. Audience, thank you for being constructive. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just important. Look at where we were. Look at where we got. And that's what conversation can be. That's how you can treat people. That's how you don't, ha- and also how you don't, don't have to treat people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so I think it's wonderful. It's to look at it's like how we can do things, how we, how we, how we, how, how, we, how, we, how we should not do things. So, um, what a wonderful, wonderful way for me to walk into my interview that I have with Tesla today. <laughs> uh, so, y'all are wonderful. Thank you for having me, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Th- thank you for having me, Steph. Um, uh, so that's what I have. Well, right on, Professor, and knock them dead in your interview. I'm sure you're going to get it if you want it. Um, you would be you would be an asset to the company. And I want to thank throw another thank you to the listeners, Midnight, Auntie T, and Trigger, Trigger, Trigger T. Auntie, you've been hanging out the whole time. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate you, Seth. Appreciate you, Professor. And to those that are going to listen to this after the fact, um, the podcast is now on 23 different platforms, heard in 65 countries all over the world. Uh, Much appreciation to everybody. And I just want to urge everybody to listen more. You know, if somebody once told me you got two ears and one mouth for a reason, use them in that perspective or in that ratio. so, you know, I think, you know, I just want to urge people, be kind, you know, be kind, listen, and don't be so quick to judge. And like Seth said, you know, seek seek information from the source. You know, the media is always going to have an agenda. And with that, we're out. Much love, everybody. And do this again soon. Take care, Professor. Take care, Seth. Good night. Thank you. Good night. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And remember, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm putting down, please spread it around with friends and on social media. Reviews on Spotify Podcasts and Apple Podcasts are greatly appreciated. All right. Until next time.